Welcome to Burning for Marriage. We're your hosts. I'm Ryan. And I'm Christina. And we're the Sages. So I feel like we should explain why we've been gone for a little bit. Uh, We were, as we've mentioned before, in the process of selling our home and buying a new home. And we were in the moving process and all the paperwork. And so we are finally settled in our new home. So in our new able, room. In our new room that we actually get to record in. So yes. we are excited to be back with you guys, back to be recording, uh, back having a little space where our cats aren't running around. I was literally just going to say the same thing. To not be, because the last episode we recorded, we were sitting on the floor yep. in our old room. Yep. Bed mattress on the floor, and the microphone was like I don't even think we had a microphone. We were just we just had the laptop out, and we're just rolling. No, I think I think we did have the microphone because it ended up picking up the cat's uh, water fountain. Oh well, see, we're just prime over here, mm-hmm. but we are happy. Yes, we are happy to be back with a new mic. So mm-hmm. hopefully, you guys like the sound of the new mic, and we're happy to be back to a normal schedule yep. and to be posting back to every Wednesday at noon. Mm-hmm. Um, especially, we were like. This Thanksgiving break, we wanted to sit down, prioritize, because we have so much that we want to be sharing. Yeah, because we finally got settled, had four days off, so we just looked at each other and we were like, yeah, we ain't got no... It's time. It's time. We ain't got no more reasons that we can't sit down and record, so... Yes, and we thought rather than kind of dab our feet in the water a little bit, we thought we would just start an episode that's right... Right? How do you explain it? Just right. It's it's not soft. It's just jumping right in. Yeah. You know, just going full in. We're not beating around the bush. Yes. There. There we go. So today we're going to be talking about eight reasons why we think you should quit porn. Yep. And now a lot of this uh, is from not only our experience, but just kind of our thoughts along it. And then just some general ideas, Um, because obviously everyone's experience with uh, pornography or anything might be a little different, but these are the eight things that we thought and came together thought yes. were most important. Yes, definitely things we've prioritized, things that we've noticed, um, and things that we've noticed in other people as well, and um, that have walked and decided to quit. We've also referenced some of the things that we're going to be talking about. If you mm-hmm. guys are familiar with Fight the New Drug, they talk about a lot of the reasons why quitting is the best decision you could ever make. So uh, we just thought we would just jump back into our favorite thing to talk about, breaking (laughs) strongholds in the name of Jesus, and just jump right back in. Do you want to start, Ryan? Uh, Sure. So number one, uh, we thought was your relationship with God is one of the most important reasons to step away from pornography, to not allow it to be part of your life. Um, And this was something I didn't even realize how important it was until I stepped away, until I realized how much of a hindrance that was in me to grow a relationship with God, to want to feel connected to him because I was participating in something that was of the flesh, of uh, worldly values that everyone else justified that it made me... um, you know, step away from even pursuing a relationship with God. So yeah, and I think too, it put it puts up walls um, between. Mm. Just like it will, go, it dives into our next one. Just like it puts up walls between you and your spouse, yep. it also puts up walls between you and God. The as you have sin in your life, 
um, you you naturally start to drift from God mm-hmm. because that justification um, and almost like the self righteousness starts to bubble up, and you don't like that feeling of not. Um, of, of I don't want to say like displeasing, but we we just yeah. as human beings we don't like that feeling. Um, so naturally, your relationship with God will hinder because you are putting a block between you and Him. Mm-hmm. You are not living a fully surrendered life if you're also engaging in pornography. Yeah. You're not. To our next one, which is your just relationship slash intimacy with your partner. Mm-hmm. Um, this is one that we've both experienced like yeah. a, a lot and. Yeah. Um, just on all all uh, sides of it, not only just like physically mm-hmm. um, in like our physical relationship, but also like emo- our emotional relationship. I did not feel as the partner who like Ryan, as he was navigating his um, pornography addiction, I did not feel like heard, valued, seen, loved. Um, and we, we just had a lot of gaps in that. And it was just like we were just roommates. And mm-hmm. though we loved spending time with each other, it was just like it was nothing. There wasn't like a physical like connection. Right. Um, and it just put we, we just had so many walls, just like the walls that were created between Ryan and God. Um, there was walls between him and I as, as husband and wife. Yeah. And. I know we discussed it on a previous episode about soul ties, mm-hmm. and I always remember, uh, Christina, you saying the phrasing of that, like, you had this feeling that, like, we weren't alone. Yeah. Like, it was something you didn't always vocalize to me, but, like... Oh, when we were... Yeah, in, anytime in, in we intimacy. were in, intimate, that it was just, like, it didn't feel like it was just you and me. Mm-hmm. And, and so, and like, that hinders into it, whether... You know, because we didn't even know at the time that, that was a feeling of soul ties, but yeah, it, it it felt like there was always like like Brian wasn't always completely present with me, and it felt like I was just like another person on his long list. Right. And like as a wife, that's not a great feeling to feel. No. Um, and as somebody who might be either the girl in the relationship, the guy in the relationship, whoever's watching pornography. Um, and you are also in a committed relationship, you're married, this will be an issue. This will come up. It mm-hmm. will, it might be spoken up in different ways. It might show up in different ways, but there yeah. will be walls within your relationship if Absolutely. you are engaging in pornography. And it might not, and you know, some, it might not show up till years later or mm-hmm. people like to think like, oh, it's not really an issue, but like, you know, eventually that builds up and becomes a noticeable issue. Yeah. And I also remember, too, that, like, if you have to justify something to keep it in your life, then, again, you're not living fully surrendered to God. There's There's got to be something there. If you have to mm-hmm. come up with a reason why you want to do that or why you should still be able to do that or you deserve to be able to do this, mm-hmm. that's usually paired with a sin. Yeah. So, uh, so third we have is um, your state of mental health. Mm-hmm. And... I know I experienced this because while being active in viewing pornography, there's just this, it's just this vicious cycle of it is a brief and temporary fleshly like, um, you know, it, it gives you this rush or feeling or whatever that you're doing. And, but then you like, then you feel like crap after, and then mm. you just don't feel good about yourself. And, uh, and then that just kind of carries over to the next day because then you're still, if you think about it and then you still participate in it and it's a brief high, it's a brief feeling, 
but then it's you feel worse like yeah. after you participate in it. And as well as like, you know, I know I mentioned, I think in our Q&A of just that almost like comparison, because I know at least me personally, I would compare myself or things sometimes to what I may have been viewing. And then it also made me feel worse yeah. or about myself. And that was just stuff that I wouldn't necessarily think of right away, but just over time of just the consistent viewing, these were things that just kind of, it's a snowball effect that just yeah. slowly built over and over till it just got worse. And I feel like too, like you didn't realize like how much of like your, your natural state, like your equilibrium or whatever, you were always either like irritable or mm-hmm. um, you could easily get to the point of being like chipping over like your glass was always like way too full and not in a good way like it was like you could bubble over at any moment Mm -hmm. um so like walking out of eggshells and that's not fun to be around as a partner and it's not fun to navigate as someone who's going through that Mm -hmm. but it also leads into um our next one which is uh the the culprit that we find and when we talk to people is that they don't see the lens of what pornography is is a selfish act you think about why you do why you engage in it why you feel like you deserve it right Mm -hmm. um it's most people will say well i i deserve to feel good i deserve to have that or Mm -hmm. if i'm not getting this then i should be able to do that right when you have to take a step back and be like well would you describe yourself as a selfish person Mm-hmm. Um, because I know that that's something that Ryan and I really had to like work through that he, you struggled with seeing that, oh, yeah. um, you struggled with seeing that it was a selfish act. It wasn't, it wasn't. Yeah. And that's why it's so hard to walk and be fully surrendered with God, mm-hmm. but then also still be engaging in pornography. Yeah. And it not only one, it links with what you said earlier that it became, because it was something I always tried to justify. Mm-hmm. It was something I tried to justify this sin so I could continue participating in it, opposed to just recognizing that, no, this is something I shouldn't be doing. Um, but that it makes you decide because, you know, we have had had times in the past if it had come up before, and I knew every time how it made Christina feel. And now while every time that may have not been my motive... It was never a, oh, I'm going to watch pornography because I want to hurt Christina. I want to Mm -hmm. do these things. But at the end of the day, that's what I was deciding. Anytime that I chose to view pornography that day, I was making a decision subconsciously that I was fine hurting my wife that day. Mm -hmm. I was fine hurting her in that way. And I had to sit and realize that that was a selfish act. That it was like that I was choosing me, my flesh, my desires. Yes. More than the consulting of like not how this act was not only hurting me but also hurting my wife. Yes. And the container of sex is not supposed to be you for you and your own pleasure. I think mm-hmm. that's something that we just have all grown accustomed to because that's what that's what the world tells us. But God created sex for oneness between a man and woman. Mm-hmm. His purpose for sex was oneness between man and woman married. Um, a married man and woman where they come together. We can even read the scripture, but they come together when two become one. Mm-hmm. And it's supposed to create this oneness. It is It is a beautiful thing. Now, if you think about what the world says sex is, 
we there are all these different ways that you can pleasure do all whatever you want to talk whatever you want to do you mm-hmm. it's it's self-focused but that is not how God created sex God yeah. created sex between man and woman to have a a connection a deeper connection that oneness is the word that I always remind myself that oneness that special time there's nothing selfish about sex it is selfless mm-hmm. and so when you're engaging in pornography you are you need to see it through the lens that you are choosing to engage in sex in a worldly lens yeah. and choosing to be selfish versus selfless with mm-hmm. your partner and i'm telling you choosing being selfless with your partner whole lot better than being <laughs> selfish by yourself yes. in a room <laughs> um so number five, uh, we say it impacts how you see others. Now, yeah, this is one, obviously, I put there because I know this is how it impacted me, that I got to a world of, um, it just changed how I viewed everyone. It changed my heart towards everyone mm-hmm. um, because I just kind of felt numbed in a way from all the pornography, the way it makes you see things that was... Everything was just very black or white. I either cared or I didn't. And a lot of times it leaned towards like I didn't. Um, it just how you see others because of you're so used to, you know, seeing because you're not supposed to see that many people in such an intimate yeah. state like that. Like that's yep. supposed to be between you and somebody else. And that's it. And once you sh- your mind starts tarnishing that and once it starts thinking that. You're, you should be able to just see whoever you want whenever you want, that slowly starts to bleed into your everyday life. Like that mm-hmm. starts to bleed into just how you see others, how you look at people, yeah. how, and it even goes along with our sixth one of just objectification of others. Yeah. That it goes into that people are no longer people with emotions, with feelings, with families, that they are just objects. Yeah. They are, once again, to go with selfish, they are vessels of your pleasure yeah is just how you begin to see everything um yeah yeah yeah. no that's and i think that's something that people don't see when they Mm -hmm. are participating when they're engaging in pornography they they would easily say no i'm not like that and i think a lot of times um you when you are engaging in pornography, whether it's like you watch twice a week, three times a week, four times a week, I don't know, whatever is your thing, yeah, you are you are submitting and subscribing to all of these things, yeah. and not, and you are submitting and subscribing to object objectification of people. You mm-hmm. are submitting and subcri- just sub- subscribing to how you see others. Mm-hmm. Um, and you are submitting and subscribing that your mental health will tank. Like, it's like you are willingly doing that when you engage in it. And I yeah. just want to be blunt about that and, because it's true. And, and I don't think it, it helped in how society is. And I know especially in uh, how it is in culture with men, it doesn't help that. Like, it, I feel like it becomes normalized that whether if it's just that male bravado, like, yeah. that that's just whether if it's talking about, like, sex, talking about women, whatever it is, that that is supposed, has become, like, normal. So then men continue to normalize pornography. That, that's yeah. just... Because I remember 
you know, always being talked to before about it, like that it was just like, oh, that that's just something guys do that. Oh, that it's just something normal. Because I remember these were things that I was saying to like Christina when I was trying yeah. to defend it, that I'm like, oh, like all guys do it. Like yeah. it's not a big deal when really it's like, no, that's just how the world and culture has made us all think to continue to feed into this sin. But that really it is still something that is just intimate between two people yeah. that God designed Two married people, yes. Yep. Um, It's so true. And I think it also talked, Brian kind of talked about a little bit of soul ties. But one thing that you are subscribing to as well is it's a stronghold. Mm -hmm. It is a stronghold. And if you don't buy and break and rebuke that stronghold in the name of Jesus, you are willingly and you you are willingly transferring that to your next generation. And we have seen that um, with many generational sins and curses within my family, what, what whether that's alcoholism, whether that's gambling, um, witchcraft, okay? We mm-hmm. have seen those those sins that have transferred from generation to generation because they weren't bind, uh, we didn't bind, break, or rebuke them. And Ryan has seen, uh, you know, those familiar spirits too in yeah. his family as well. Um, and it is something that as you're bringing someone else into the world, you're bringing a new life to the world, Mm-hmm. You want to, so you, you don't, you never want to bring harm to them. You know, you want them to have an amazing life. So one thing you need to think about is, do you want your children? And I know this this is so harsh, but it's true, right? Like, yeah. do you want your children subscribing to this? Yeah. Because you are willingly transferring that when you have oneness with your spouse, you bring a, a new life to this world. Because to go with that, I like, I think you can commonly hear parents and others that say, that they would protect their kids from anything. Mm-hmm. But what if the thing that they need protection from is things that strongholds you're carrying into that house? Yeah. That you are carrying with yourself. Because whether if it's pornography, whether if it's gambling, alcoholism, whatever it might be, that those things that are strongholds that if you're holding on to, that in one way or another are being like passed down to like your kids, whether if it's yeah. subconsciously, whether if it's, you know, obviously when they see it and partake in it. And so it's just one of those that those are things that you have to fight just as much against to protect your children mm-hmm. as it is, you know, what somebody says to them. Or yeah. And any, like that. but that's the, the, that's what's so cool about the power of Jesus and what he did for us. And we have God given authority that we mm-hmm. can bind, break and rebuke anything in the name of Jesus. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so even hearing that you, you, you're this, all of those things can stop with you. It can stop right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's what I love about just how God what God does, what, how, how powerful our God is, how he's victorious every single time. Um, and you can bind, break, and rebuke it today. Yeah. So, and our last one, the eighth one, uh, is emotional sensitivity. Now, this one, I think it kind of dabbles in a lot of these categories because I think all of these things that we've mentioned kind of impact how you are emotionally to others. I know for me, um, it got me to a place of just being numb I just didn't really care about others like it could be something awful traumatic that might have happened and because I was so self-absorbed in selfishness that I just didn't care I didn't care what had happened I didn't care what had transpired um you know because of my mental health because of I was so low on myself 
And just focusing on that, that I wasn't really focusing on how Christina was doing. I wasn't really focusing on how other people around me might have been because I was just focusing on that. It, my heart couldn't break for others because Mm. I was too focused on myself Mm. because I just noticed myself in a different place now that like I see what people go through, hear what people go through and it breaks my heart in a more profound way because I'm focused on it opposed to being focused on just feeding my selfishness. Yeah. And so I'm more present. Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah, just seeing all of these different, we've talked about it so many times and we continue, Ryan and I continue to talk about all the time, how just how he's transformed so much and how our relationship has without pornography being in it Mm -hmm. um and i think that the biggest thing that i've seen for ryan is clearly his relationship with god but it's been how he's responded to other people and people who are hurting people who are in a tough spot um that has that i would have never thought that this would this was linked to pornography Mm -hmm. and to now be what are we at? Two years? Are we are we at the end of this uh, year? Is it two years? Yeah, I think we're currently oh at gosh. about a year and a half. Wow. Well, yeah, yeah. So it'd be two to years be in at July. this. Yep. To be at this point, mm-hmm. um, and to see these categories that we just kind of ran through, and just to see how like um, God has redeemed every single one of those, it mm-hmm. excites me for the listeners. It excites me for the marriages that are yeah. listening. It excites me for. Um, both the addict and the one that's healing and just the couple um, uh, or the individual who's listening. Because I know and I've seen the fruit of just being like, I can't live this way anymore. I'm quitting. Yeah. Before 2023 starts up, I am quitting. Mm-hmm. I am bind, binding, breaking, and rebuking this addiction. And if you're not saying it's an addiction, okay. I'm binding, breaking, <laughs> and rebuking this habit um, and... I am starting fresh. Yeah. I'm starting over. And you can do it. I've seen it. I've seen it done right in front of me. So eight reasons to quit porn. Number one, don't do anything. uh, don't, Don't engage in anything that's going to hinder your relationship with God. Number two, don't do anything that is going to hinder your relationship with your partner. Your intimacy with your partner. Mm -hmm. Your just overall, like, just relationship with your partner don't Mm -hmm. do anything don't willingly do anything to hinder that number three um quitting porn will help your mental health yeah and uh, that's been very common that we look at these days and what better way number four addressing selfish versus selfless notice paying attention to how porn is pulling at those selfish desires that sin and the enemy wants you to engage in uh, and then number five, it impacts how you see others and how it may change how you see them, objectify them, everything else. Yep. Number six, he kind of touched on objectification of other people. Number seven, stronghold. Do you want to carry on that generational sin or do you want to buy and break and rebuke it right now? And number eight, your emotional sensitivity to other situations and to other people. Mm-hmm. These are all reasons why we highly recommend just stop and quit today. Mm-hmm. We uh, always like to end with some prayer and lifting up. And so right now, um, do you mind if I close this up in prayer? Sure. Go ahead. Right now, I just want to lift, lift, lift up the listeners that are either 
maybe a marriage who are navigating the ups and downs of uh, pornography addiction. Uh, mm-hmm. Maybe it is an individual who's navigating this. Maybe it's somebody who's not at terms who thinks this is wrong. Lord, right now, I just ask that you meet whoever's listening. Meet them where they're at, Father God. Meet them in wherever they are listening to this on their way to work, um, if it's at home. Lord, I just ask that you just pluck out what's what was never meant to be there. I ask that you pluck out the spirit of lust, the spirit of insecurity, and um, the spirit of comparison, Lord. I pray right now that you just redeem what was stolen from the listener. Mm-hmm. I ask right now that you just cover them with a hedge of protection, Father God, and Holy Spirit, continue to nudge them. Continue to nudge them to see what, what you have for them and not what the world has for them. Lord, I ask that you continue to anoint our listeners and just be with us so we can speak wisdom and speak your truth and not the world's truth, Father God. I pray that we continue to speak um, what you have for us. And and we just love you, Lord. We love what you're doing with this podcast. We love what you're doing with uh, in the lives of our listeners, Father God. And we just lay this at your mighty feet in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Don't forget to um, follow, like, subscribe, share our uh, podcast so it can continue to get to other listeners who need to bind, break, and rebuke. And uh, we're just excited to be back. Yeah, excited to be back. Don't forget to find us on uh, Facebook. Yep, we do have our Facebook page that we will be back to posting on and doing all of the things now that we have a routine. And we will talk to you guys in our next episode. Thanks for listening and have a blessed week, guys. Thank you.